So, you know, I, I thought uh, we could begin today with the painful subject of the harshness of Quran. And, you know, it pains my heart to even think of it. And of, of course, um, I know, I, you know, I, I did receive something from someone, one of our beautiful dervishes, and about that. And um, so what to say, what, what came to me is, first of all, of course, um, you know, the translations. So we don't seem to have that problem when it comes to Sheikh Noor. You know, we can read hard, I think almost anyone in the world from any sacred path or even without a, a specific path could read Heart of Quran <clears throat> and, and really not find any objection to it and, and have one's soul really just spontaneously affirm what is being said. So, you know, how can the same Quran translated to the words of a mystic sheikh um, have this effect. And then the, the Quran translated to the words of really uh, amazing scholars. So it, it's, it's not at all to um, put them down, uh, minimize their work at all. But it, it does, it seems to be that's where the problem is. And maybe that, that literalness or the lack of ability to transform in, 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 in the translation the Jalal into something that the soul can accept as, as, some, as healing medicine. And um, so I, I think the main thing is there because let's say if Heart of Quran were equally uh, you know, difficult uh, that we would back away from, then I would say, okay, well, it's the Quran, you know, but it's really the, the way it's transmitted. And, um, but we don't have, you know, the heart of Quran for the entire Quran. So we, we have to kind of compensate ourselves uh, for that and, and, you know, take the heart of Quran as a key and, and use that throughout the Quran. Um, you know, but there's other aspects, and, and one of the other aspects is what Allah alerts us to uh, when he says, you know, if you were angels walking on earth, I would send an angel as a messenger, and, I, and presumably angel language as, as, as the book. We are human beings, and as human beings, we contain the entirety of creation. We are the jamil, the, the gatherer of all the words, all the elements of creation in ourselves. So we do, we have the dark and light, the bittersweet, the earthly, the spiritual, we have all the elements. And so we, we have that jalal and that anger and that, um, you know, darkness within us. And so when we see it in Quran, it's also becomes like a medicine uh, to to help us transform our own anger and and, and other turbid elements in, in our soul into light. So that that's another uh, very important um, consideration when when we 
you know, trying to understand this in ourselves and our response. And so the, in that sense, the Quran is also acting as a mirror. The Quran is formed on the human being and the soul is formed on the Quran. Uh, you know, it's not, we're not separate. So, um, and um, I, I think those two aspects of, of, you know, consideration will help us to tolerate, you know, the, the language and, and know that it is really healing love. Um, you know, I, I had very much that experience myself years ago um, I, I don't know why, I never had a problem with the Quran, maybe because I only studied it really in Muzaffar Ashki's presence, and which was such an equilibrium of Jalal Jamal, but the Jalal was totally Jamal. The Jalal was just love. It would explode every now and then be kind of awesome, but you knew it was just love. And um, so all of these things. So let's just see it as, as you know, that thunder and lightning and, um, you know, on, on the earth, we see thunder and lightning. We know that's life-giving. If we didn't have thunder and lightning, the earth wouldn't magnetically be able to survive. So, um, inshallah, you know, but it, it, it's painful, you know, it's painful. Yeah. I mean, when, when, um, I don't know, I guess it's painful when maybe the Quran isn't understood and it isn't understood a lot in its kind of scholarly dress, I'm sorry to say. And that's completely understandable also. So maybe that's, that's what I have to say on that subject for now. And we'll see if something else comes up. One other point that I, I mentioned in response was that you know, we ourselves have this fire and jalal within us. Think of our digestive process, our digestive. Our stomach is a vat of acid, which completely decomposes and tears apart and fragments and uh, disfigures the food that we eat, the beautiful broccoli or whatever it might be, or apple um, going into our stomach. So, um, and yet, you know, that process is necessary for that beautiful apple to become beneficial to us. Isn't it interesting? We can't just like look at an apple or, and have it go through as an apple and then, you know, uh, keep us alive. No, it has to be broken down and, and transmuted. So, you know, the Quran is that kind of that sometimes uh, access that. So, I think that's enough said on that subject. Let's offer our, our Fatiha for uh, deep understanding. The secret heart of our peers of Fatiha. Allahumma saniyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa sabi wa sallam bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah, Rabbin Animin, Rahman, Irahim, Manikiyom, Nitin, Iyak and Abudu, Wayak and Astain, Ictina Sarat, Mustakim, 
Um, we are overwhelmed. I mean, the power of the Quran is such, it is, it's overwhelming sometimes. We, our, even our, our, our body feels weak in listening to it. So, you know, as it says, when Allah and the angels descend, what, what can you say? So this is what happens in these Quranic readings, Allah and the angels and the prophets and those who passed and those to come and the heavens and the earth and all the universes uh, they're all here evoked and so we just have to say Allah. we we don't know allah knows we don't know we are not making this universe we are not controlling it we are not in charge of justice we are not seeing intimately into the hearts of all beings and, and guiding them and sustaining them, uh, sheltering them and returning them uh, in the best way. We're not doing any of that. So how, how can we really have any say over how it's done? And the only thing is that we might not understand. And so what I would suggest to all those who have difficulty with Quran, as it's translated or as one reads it, is to resort to Ibn Arabi. And uh, then we will see a, a, a very, very, very big difference. It's like day and night toward uh, our, our understanding and, and some of the truth of, of the Quran. So it's utterly merciful, utterly different than we thought. And, uh, you know, so it's Ibn Arabi who says that Yes, the people of the fire. First of all, you know, we don't even know if we even know of people of the fire, who they are, what their, but their constitution is that. So they are drawn to that and therefore they, they lead lives. That's, it's, so it's what's pleasing to them. And he says that it will become pleasure. Adab, which is translated as punishment always, actually also means, I think, pleasure. Uh, so ultimately each of us goes back to its matrix, to its origin, and to what is its nature. Effendi taught a lot about that. And so, um, you know, no one is harmed, as Ella says, no one is harmed in the least. It might look that way and, you know, it might look that way in life with, with all that happens, with all that we do to each other, but ultimately, no one is harmed. That level is more a level of a cosmic divine theater. And then ultimately the souls reach their, their, their place of return and um, dwell in, in happiness. So, you know, it's like better than any Hollywood movie. It's total, it's, it's really all happiness if we can just accept that well yes we because we need that guidance 
you know, we, we need the remembrance. We're not just set in stone or, or you know, like statues molded into a certain shape. We're, we're constantly flowing and this way and that. We're, we're living, we're alive. So we're open to vibrations, energy, suggestions. And that's why we need, you know, the, the remembrance, the, the guidance to keep us what's called the straight path, which is, it's not straight in that way, but it's, um, it's the truth. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's wonderful to chat um, among the, the couples and then sometimes not. So, but it shows Allah's love, you know, it, tweaking you. Uh, if you weren't loved, uh, if we're not loved, we don't get tweaked. You know, we get that little slap like the mother cat gives a little slap. Yeah. Um, you know, also, I want to say one other thing. Again, and this is from the translation. That's why we need Ibn Arabi. We need Mevlana Jalaluddin Rumi. Uh, we need Noor. We need the saints uh, who are close to Allah to interpret. And um, so one of the verses that came um, to me, because also the, I don't know if it's the translators or later editors put in these, Parenthesis, I never like those parentheses because often they, they uh, delimit and they, they, you know, it's like a nail into the negative. But um, so something will confront them from Allah, which they could not anticipate. This was one of the verses um, in, in uh, one of the surahs. It's 47. It might be um, Surah 40, let's see, but it's uh, speaking of, of the rejectors and then it says, you know, but something will confront them which they had not expected. Well, what if the divine mercy confronted them? What if the divine forgiveness, it could be that that confronts them. But the translator, you can tell has a mind, oh, well, it's just all evil that, or punishment that will confront them. No. <laughs> They, Allah keeps saying, I, I forgive all, I'm the all merciful. So um, it does say that their deeds will be shown to them, but then something will confront them they, they did not anticipate. So, um, you know, that's a lot. And Allah's mercy. Um, you know, things like that, very important. And very important within this discussion is for us to be praying also for forgiveness and mercy for ourselves and others. Uh, we're part of the, the alchemy of Rahman and Rahim. But Rahman and Rahim is not just separate from creation or humanity. Uh, we are also part of it, just as it says, there will be intercede, everyone will intercede on the, on the day of truth. And then the, 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 all the messengers, prophets, mothers, believers, and then the final messenger um, sent uh, of mercy will intercede for, you know, people who uh, you could never imagine would be interceded for. And then it says, and then Rahman will come and say, now it's my turn. I will intercede. And it says, Allah will take from the fire of their own negativity, some souls 
and will lift them and say, I am the only soul. And I, I completely erase all of this from you and dip them in the river of life. And they will be, um, they will be paradise and they will be very proud. Uh, they will feel, they will feel unique. Like I said, we, we did nothing. It said not one deed. Can you imagine? I don't think we'll ever meet, inshallah, someone like that who hasn't done one deed of goodness or one thought of goodness toward another or toward themselves. And, um, and will then uh, they will say, oh, but Allah has honored us and, and brought us to his paradise. So, you know, that's where the Quran is from, that degree of love and mercy. And, and then ultimately in the final bigger vision, it's all Allah, it's all Allah. You know, the, the good and the bad, the dark and the light. So um, Allah, you know, disposes of Allah's own light as Allah wills. That's the final argument which is not necessarily based on reason.